VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today uh, I have a guest with another story for you. Uh, today's story is not necessarily inspirational in um, in the way that uh, I've recently had uh, another guest talk about. But this, there are some stories that are inspirational. There are some stories that are scary. This story is scary, and I actually hope that it will inspire you to take a stand, which is the mantra of my guest, Craig Baker, uh, to take a stand at least to find out more about what is going on in the world, and particularly what is going on in your backyard, because um, there may be some things that um, you should know about, as Mr. Baker found out. Now, um, those of you who have been listening to my show for uh, quite a while have discovered that um, I will often talk about how we need to stop being in denial about what is happening in the world in terms of terrorism and terrorists encroaching upon us and how we have to prepare ourselves psychologically and physically to be able to um, fight this, to be able to survive it first psychologically and physically, and then to be able to uh, know what we can do, figure out what we each can do to bring about uh, a more peaceful resolution to the problems that are coming. But if we keep our head in the sand, it's not going to happen. You're not going to, um, to realize that there is a problem. And um, as some of you know, uh, I wrote a book that came out last July, and it's the one-year anniversary of 7-7, the London bombings, called Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted. And so this is my constant um, uh, attempt to, my constant mission, really, to uh, try to wake you all up. And consistent with that mission is today's guest. Craig Baker is a man who lives um, in Texas, and he has quite a tale to tell, and um, and I will let him begin. Craig, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on. Before you start talking about what actually happened, which... Um, which, you know, goes, uh, fits in with the title of today's show, which is Terrorists Forcing Americans Off Their Land, question mark, a true story. And I do want to say up front, um, as sort of a qualifier, that not all Muslims are terrorists. However, um, when you hear this story, you can make the decision up, make, decide for yourself what the situation is. Uh, with Mr. Baker's neighborhood. Um, before you start 
telling us about what actually happened. Could you just give us a little background information on who you are, how old you are, um, where you've lived, what kind of education you have, what kind of work you do, just sort of a general biographical sketch. Um, well, how uh, old are you? Let's start I'm with 47 that. years old. Okay. I, where were you uh, born? Uh, I was born right here on the west side of Houston, which is a little suburb of... Uh, 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 called Katy, Texas, or Barker, Texas. It's a suburb of Houston. Uh, when I was uh, born, it was about uh, 20, 22 miles west of Houston. Now, Houston has kind of grown up uh, all the way to where I live. So, uh, I actually, um, it's actually one side of the road is Houston and one side is Barker. Huh. So, um well, actually, I kind of live in Houston now, so. <laughs> okay. And and what kind of, um, what, what education did you have? Um, I basically got out of uh, high school and went to a little bit of college, but I uh, started a business, and uh, I've been in business, uh, the granite stone business, for 28 years, and, uh, and that's what I am do for a living. Okay. And I own a business making granite countertops and bathtubs and whirlpools and vanities and that sort of thing. Okay. And your family, um, you have a lot of family in Katy or now Houston. Yes. Actually, uh, my family goes back um, in, two, in 2008. Uh, it'll be my family will have been here, uh, settled in this area for 200 years. Wow. And so, um, so my family runs very, very deep right here in this area, so I have long, deep ties right here to the uh, to this area of Texas. Which is why this story is so uh, meaningful to you and so upsetting to you. Yes, indeed. So why don't you start um, with, with the day that, uh, the day that your life changed. Well, what happened is uh, on September the 29th, uh, two gentlemen who had just purchased a 11-acre uh, track next to uh, some land that I own, where my marble shop is, uh, came over and introduced themselves to me as the new owners of this new piece of property of this 11-acre track and said that they had just purchased the land. And uh, this is where I had kept my cattle for the previous owner, uh, I had kept uh, my cattle on that piece of property for about the uh, past 15 years, and uh, they asked me to remove my cattle from that property, and I said that that was no problem, no big deal. And uh, well, wait, wait. To th- these gentlemen's names <laughs> are are uh, Camel Futa, Doctor Camel Futa, and uh, I forget the other gentleman. Yusuf Sheikh. Yes, that's it, Yusuf Sheikh. And uh, they came over and introduced themselves to me as the new owners, and and everything was going along very friendly-like. And uh, actually, uh, I had no problems with at all because I knew that eventually uh, the the uh, previous owners had both passed away and left the land to their uh, five children. And the five children decided to uh, uh, sell the land and uh, separate, you know, the money and 
And, of course, uh, they had the land appraised at $625,000, and, of course, they put the, the land on the market for $2.2 million, which, of course, was way more than what it was worth. But, uh, anyhow, they eventually sold it for $1.1 million to these gentlemen, and uh, which was still $500,000 more than what it was appraised at. But, uh, anyhow, <clears throat> they asked me if I would remove my cattle from the property, and I said, of course, and... Would I remove my fence? And I said, of course. And uh, and uh, and I actually, during one the time we were talking, I said, uh, you know, we walked outside, and I said I would be happy to even give them some uh, granite fill for their, you know, new parking lot. And and then all of a sudden, Doctor Futa said to me, he said, perhaps it would be a good idea that I started thinking about packing up and moving out. And I was flabbergasted. Actually, I didn't even say anything because I was so shocked that he would say that to me. And um, and his reasoning was, is, uh, he said that uh, they, they would be bringing two to three hundred new families from as far away as uh, Pakistan and, and uh, Egypt. And uh, and that a lot of times that the people that they were bringing over uh, didn't speak English. And that uh, he felt like that our cultures would clash, and that uh, and he didn't want any problems, and that uh, also that he didn't feel that uh, a new mosque that they were planning on building would not go well with a marble shop, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I just kind of shrugged it off, and I came back inside, and several of my employees saw my face, and they were like, "What's up with you?" and and I told the people here I just told them what you know I was just now told and but anyhow a couple weeks later at a a hearing uh, several of the new uh, the people in the several of the subdivisions that surround this place they put together a uh, uh, a hearing uh, so that the uh, local uh, elected officials could uh, inform the communities what could and could not be built and uh, at that meeting, uh, they, the Muslim representatives they got up and said, you know, you know, you know, what they had planned on doing and what they had, you know, that they didn't want to come in and create a, you know, problem for anybody. And and uh, one of the one of the neighbors stood up and asked him, well, what is this jazz about you uh, telling Craig Baker that uh, he needed to pack up and move out? And he they the Muslim said, oh, we would never do that. We would never say that to anybody. And uh, and then another neighbor stood up and said, well, I've known Craig Baker for 40 years, and if Craig Baker says you said that, I guarantee you said that. And then another Muslim stood up and said, well, I can tell you this, Craig Baker's an outright liar. And, uh, and uh, the next day, uh, one of my neighbors brought me the recording and played it for me. And that's what really pissed me off, and I went off when I heard that, and I decided, well, you know what, you can call me a, you know, you can, you want to call me a liar, then uh, in front of my friends and my neighbors, and I'm going to have to play hardball. And so what I did is I decided, well, I'm going to go out, and I bought me a bunch of pigs. And well, I- wait, before we get to the pigs. <laughs> okay. Um, because I think it's important to clarify that the land that you had the cattle on, uh, it's two, you're talking about two different yes. pieces of land here. So why don't yes. you clarify that? Yes. 
I did I did remove my cattle from from their land that that the brand new land that they had bought and uh, that you were just leasing before that right I was just leasing it as a you know that they had bought and uh, then I went out you know after they called me a liar and I went out and bought some pigs well, wait wait okay but the so the land that you did take your cattle off of. Um, was land that you had been leasing for years, but when they bought it, you 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 know had to remove them. But the land that they were then asking you to get off of was your own land. Right. Yes. They, yes. They want me to get off of my own land. I have. Yes. I have land also. They just. I guess they think that you know that I should move also. Okay. Well, we we'll continue with this when we come back. Obviously, you know, um, I think we can all tell that you're very, still very upset by this. Um, You know, we can hear it in your voice that this is, as we all should be, quite frankly, but but you're living it more directly right now. So when we come back, we'll hear more of Craig Baker's story. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on voiceamerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. What does it take to get your business online? How do you leverage the Internet to attract more clients, expand your network, and make more money? What are the tools you need to master? It's not enough to know the tools. You need to build a solid foundation and actually implement systems that automate your business as much as possible. On Blogging and Beyond with Denise Wakeman and Patsy Krakoff, the Blog Squad, learn about new tools that are easy and essential to use in order to grow your business online. Get strategies, tactics, and tips that work if you implement them. Denise and Patsy interview internet marketing experts, plus coach a client in real time through the steps designed to market a real product or service. Blogging and Beyond with Denise Wakeman and Patsy Krakoff broadcasts each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Blogging and Beyond. Leverage the internet to attract, sell, and profit online. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america 
VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking with my guest, Craig Baker, who lives in, well, has his family has uh, lived for 200 years in Katy, Texas, which has now essentially been um, uh, included in, in Houston. It's west of Houston. but um, And he's telling us a story, a very emotional story, about um, how his life changed one day when two um, Muslim neighbors came and told him that, uh, that not only w- were they buying a piece of property next to his, but they wanted him to get off of his. So why don't you um, bring us back to the story? Well, one thing I forgot to mention was uh, that uh, after um, they had purchased their piece of property, they put up a big, huge sign, and on the sign it said, Coming soon, uh, future site of KIA Community Center. Well, um, the neighborhoods that surround our area um, all know that uh, that uh, I have had my cattle on all this piece of property, you know, for many, many years, and uh, everybody was stopping by and asking, you know, you know, who's, what is this KIA community center? And uh, and I would tell each one of them, you know, exactly what had happened at uh, at my first meeting with these gentlemen, and uh, and and as, as I'd tell each one of the new uh, my neighbors, you know, exactly what would happen, then they would say, "Oh Lord, we need to figure out who these people are," because they didn't know, you know, was it Kuwaitis in action or was it. Uh, uh, they nobody and everybody was trying to go online and try to figure out what you know uh, KIA stood for, and uh, it was uh, because nobody knew. And uh, come to find out, it meant uh, Katie Islamic Association, uh, and uh, that's what it stood for. But uh, when they're talking about uh, when they're talking about uh, community center. What they're talking about is they're talking about a mosque, and uh, basically that's what they're talking about. And adjoining um, um, an athletic facility, a parking lot, a new community center, a school, and a mosque, which is why they said they needed 25 acres. Right. Also, a, a retirement center. Uh, I mean. And and of course they only bought eleven acres uh, to start off with, and uh, and of course you know like they said they needed twenty five acres. Of course, when they first came and talked to me, they didn't realize that I owned several other of the tracks around here that um, that surround their property. Uh, as a matter of fact, the following day they went and talked to um, a plumber that. Uh, uh, actually rents from me, and they went down and talked to him 
about purchasing his property, and uh, they did not realize that he only just leases the property. And uh, when they talked to him and found out that I'm the actual owner, mm. they were rather frustrated, I guess, or put out, you know, by it. And uh, I don't know. Anyhow. So. And, okay, and then they, at some point right in there, they sent you a present. Oh, yes, they sent me a present, and uh, it was a collector's item, uh, some sort of a clock, a crystal clock, uh, and um, and I didn't have, I mean, it actually, it just said, it said uh, on a little card, it said from your new, it said to Craig Baker from your new neighbors, and uh, and I had no idea what it was for or what, you know, and, and uh and I asked several people, you know, what what the clock was about, what it was, and and so I wound up sending it back with a, you know, a nice thank you letter, saying thanks but no thanks, you know, I didn't do anything to deserve the, you know, letter, I mean, to deserve the uh, the clock, but uh, several people told me that uh, it was some sort of a symbol that you know my time was running out or, you know, something of that nature, but. Uh, and then, uh, of course, later on, you know, when I got did get a letter from their attorney, you know, they they claimed that it was a great offense, you know, to them that I returned the gift. But, you know, I was very, you know, very nice in saying thanks, but no thanks. You know, I didn't do anything to deserve a, you know, a, a clock, a gift, you know. And and at this point, what was so upsetting to you? I mean, you talked about the meeting where they said that you were a liar and all of that. But but what, I mean, why, you know, there are going to be people, I'm sure there have been people who have said, well, you're just a Texas redneck who is prejudiced against uh, foreigners or you're xenophobic, you're afraid of foreigners, and that's why you don't want people building houses of worship that you don't believe in or, um, you know, people from different countries coming and living next to you. What do you say to that? Well, I say that's baloney because actually I could care less about that because I'd much rather have uh, uh, a mosque or a church or or any number of things before I'd rather, you know, have, say, a set of apartments or, or, or you know, adult bookstores or... There's a lot of things. That, I mean, that's just total rubbish. The thing is, is these people, first of all, you know, uh, the biggest thing is, is is in front of, you know, my neighbors and a lot of those people, you know, I'm going to wind up selling, you know, bathrooms or, mm. or, or kitchen remodels to, and they're, you know, calling me an outright liar. And, and my entire, you know... Uh, my life has been built on, or my reputation has been built. Uh, my business reputation has been built on honesty, and and uh, and here these people are calling me a, a liar, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 I'm not there to defend myself, and and that really pissed me off, and that's why I went out of my way, you know, and and I know that uh, the biggest thing is is. About the pigs, the reason I, I decided with pigs was so. Not, tell us what you what you decided to do. What with pigs to take? You decided to take a stand, and right. so you you did what? I 
I built some pig, long, long, uh, not very big pig pens, but say uh, about 15 or 20 foot wide, but very long along the the length of uh, the property, uh, the properties, so that are like 15 or 20 foot long. I mean, wide by about a couple hundred feet long, and uh, I put them right along, you know, where they're that adjoins their property, and um, the thing is, is, is uh, you know, for the first couple months, we were talking about October, November, December, the wind blows from the north to the south here, but uh, when it starts, when it starts turning and the wind starts blowing from the, from the Gulf of Mexico back towards the north, these, these gentlemen are going to learn how gamey these uh, animals are. And uh, when they get out of their, you know, fine cars and start going to their little mosque, and and it, they're going to get out in their little robes and start getting a good whiff of this, uh, these uh, hogs, they're going to actually, you know, learn, you know, what it's like to smell hogs. Well, now, okay, and why did you pick pigs or hogs? That's that's why because they stink like. I mean, have you ever smelled hogs? Yes, but I mean, did you not know that also Muslims, um, um, the pig holds a special place in 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 Muslim culture. But also holds a special place in Jewish culture, right? But well, well, but in a different way. I mean, um, in kosher uh, eating, you're not supposed to eat pigs because of their because from years and years ago. Um, it was thought to be unhealthy or unclean, but um, but Muslims would be—I mean—would be particularly offended that you would be. Um, I would think. I mean, haven't you gotten that feedback that it isn't just the smell, but that you're sort of using these pigs in a um, um, you know in a confrontational sort of way? Well, I, I thought that they were using calling me a liar in a confrontational way. And my lawyer really doesn't like when I get confrontational and, and want to go out and whip somebody's ass about, you know, that that uh, I've got a really hot head. And when I go around and say if I wanted to go over there and whip their ass, my lawyer would just have a, you know, fit because I'd go over there and knock somebody out. Well, what, okay, but what part of it has gotten you so upset, besides calling you a lawyer, a liar, um, is, have they taken additional action to try to force you off your land? No, they haven't, but they, after each one of their little prayer meetings, they, you know, I don't know if, after, after this whole thing got started, uh, many people have sent me all kind of books and stuff, and I'm on my, let's see, sixth book, that I've read, and uh, and I've learned just a tremendous amount about the Muslim faith, and uh, and it's just unbelievable. But uh, after the meetings, a lot of times the people uh, after their little meetings, they'll come by and they'll be flipping me off, and they're mocking me and taunting me and honking and trying to. Uh, I guess because you know I don't know if you're familiar with the, any of the Muslim uh, like one of the last things. Okay, I hear the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to um, come back to that. Um, but so I didn't realize that actually that that meetings and all of that have begun on the land. I thought it was still in that this was still a planning stage. Well, there is an old there's an old house on the property, and they're using it already 
you know, to have prayer meetings already. Okay. All right. Well, when we come back, we'll hear more about this um, from my guest, Craig Baker. We're talking about... Um, we're talking about the tensions that arise when um, people come to try to take over land in America. And, um, you know, it's the kind of thing that you never really thought could happen here. But um, apparently, from this story, um, it is. And it's not just Craig Baker, but it's all the neighbors in that area that are being affected. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking with my be- my guest today, Craig Baker. Um, just to clear something up, because I was uh, about the pigs and and Muslims. And yes, it's true that um, that uh, Muslims find pigs unclean and get offended, feel offended by pigs, which is why um, you are putting the pigs along the border would be especially. Um, 
repulsive to them. It's not just it's not just not about not eating pigs, but it's about pigs in general. In fact, um, there was a, a story in um, in London, in England, about uh, how Muslims um, in in the West Midlands um, there was a asked that novelty pig calendars and toys be banned from the office in case they offend Muslim staff. Um, they were the workers were told to remove or cover up all pig-related items, including toys, porcelain figures, calendars, and even a tissue box featuring Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. So, um, so you know, needless to say, aside from the odor, just the the idea of of um, having pigs so close to their land would be pretty much the worst thing that you could do. And what exactly, you know, if you could sort of explain it a little more as to why, I mean, obviously you were feeling incredibly frustrated and frightened. Maybe that's part of the problem. You don't really want to, you haven't been wanting to admit that, that, that how frightened you were when people came and suddenly told you that, um, essentially, your time is up. That you, they want you to move from land that you and your family has have inhabited for 200 years um, because they want to build something, whatever it is that they want to build, and they want your land to be part of it. Well, actually, let me just say this: I don't think that I was frightened. I, I don't think that would be the word that I would use because actually, there's a cemetery right next to my house. And that is where I plan on being buried. So I don't think. Uh, but what I mean by frightened, I mean intimidated or frightened at the thought that somebody could try to make you leave maybe, the land. Yeah, maybe intimidated. Um, but um, I'm trying to think of what would the correct word would be. Maybe intimidated. But uh, back to uh, let me back up a second about sure. the pig deal, where you're talking about the pig. Still in, in in London or England or wherever, mm-hmm. um, you know. There's 1.4 billion Chinese people, and there's uh, this year is the year of the pig. Yes. So what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> uh, well, no. I, oh, and yes. Let me make that clear. I remember when I read about this. Um, it was actually when I was writing my book, and I was just horrified. I mean, the idea that we would, um, you know, have to ban Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> And piglet is just ridiculous, um, and and that is scary, you know. That, and you, this year also, you have you know you have a, a, a lady that works in Minneapolis that works at the uh, at the Target, unwilling to check out a customer because uh, the customer's uh, buying a pepperoni pizza. You know, mm-hmm. that's right here in Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm craziness. You know, what are we going to do? We're going to change the way we're, you know, living for... Um, yes, yes. People sort of, I mean, if that's the way they want to worship or whatever, that's fine. But when it starts in, uh, trying to get the whole rest of the world to ban these things, um, part of our culture, um, it does get ridiculous. I mean, you know, certainly that doesn't, even though they said we don't want to cause problems and... and um, we want us all to sort of live as neighbors, essentially, with what they were saying, but that's not really what they were meaning, and that wasn't what their actions, um, uh, you know, how, how they, what they did with their actions. And by the way, I want to say that I did invite uh, Mr. Futa and Mr. Sheikh uh, to be guests on this show today, and I got an email back 
Um, well, part of my email to them said, I am inviting you both as well, uh, in addition to Craig Baker, if you would like to provide your perspective on what has been happening in regard to your property in Texas and what the situation is with Mr. Baker as you see it. That was part of my email, and I got an email back. Greetings, Dr. Lieberman. Thank you for the invitation to speak on your show. Unfortunately, due to several schedule conflicts, we are unable to be a part of this broadcast at this time. Um, if Mr. Uh, Futa and Mr. Sheikh are listening um, and they would like to uh, express their perspective at a later time, the invitation is still open. We can have we could do another show on this and let them uh, uh, have their say. Um, but anyway, okay. So getting back to your pigs and and what you did, and the reason why I say that you know that 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 it's sort of a um, it's a it's a very um, Oh, what's the word? It's a very, you know, it's kind of a... Um, provocative. A provocative gut, um, you know, acting based on gut, a very feeling, emotional, emotional kind of response. Um, and so so I was trying to think of what emotions you would be feeling to sort of do that instead of, you know, have you done anything legally to, to try to fight this as well? Well, I mean, here's the deal. This piece of property, uh, all of uh, all of my property has either been, you know, um, in agricultural use, as in, like, for my cows, my pigs, my hogs, my, you know, my lambs, what have you, or my stone business for, you know, forever. And so what I was just trying to say is, you know, if you don't like my business, if you don't like my uh, being here in the stone business, how would you like for me to put up, you know, my cattle business or my, you know, uh-huh. big business? It could get worse, you know. Uh huh. Yes. Well, so obviously you were very, um, you know, it, it it had and has an emotional impact. So okay. So, but but are you? Um, I mean, so far they have not. Taken any additional steps? I and mean, where does it stand today? Where does it stand today? Today, uh, well, after I, you know, what I did was I originally, I, you know, I put the pigs on the on the property, and then I I put up a big sign, r- very very similar to their sign, okay. where they put up a uh, uh, a big yellow sign with black, you know, uh, lettering. I put up a big yellow sign with black lettering saying coming soon uh Friday night pig racing and I was actually originally I was you know kind of tongue in cheek you know kind of being kind of funny and I put on there uh Friday night pig racing and I put uh you know uh, something like uh, you know both kind of music country and western and uh pig calling contest and grease pig you know racing and this you know just kind of being funny and uh I got a letter from their lawyer and uh and then that's when all you know hell broke loose cuz they I guess they sent you know letters to every single media outlet you know the AP and the ABC hmm. NBC CBS Fox and everybody started hitting here and uh I started you, you mean the, the the people who bought the land the two men yeah, sent they, letters to the media why did they do that uh, well, because they wanted to portray themselves as being the uh, uh, the 
the victims because that's how Muslims are. They always portray themselves as being the victims. Uh, you know, uh, have you not noticed that, that that they always portray themselves as being the victims in every you know instance? Well, so you mean that, that was when you you put up the sign to have the pig race? Well, to have yes, to have the pig races, and that so the media um, that was when they were saying that they were victims of that of your of my racism, of my uh, bigotry, of you know, and so they had uh, so when ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. And all these people, and you know, uh, all these people, you know, started showing up. Uh, they, you know, came out and said, "Look at this, you know, hillbilly, you know, uh, bigot, you know, right here. You know, see how he's treating us. We came out here to build a mosque, and you know, he's got this big sign over here saying, you know, we're coming, you know, coming soon. And at first, you know, the first thing they said, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, this." Uh, Big racing is a big slap in the face, you know, and uh, and then and then their of course their lawyer sent us a, a demand letter for us to, you know, stop, you know, and for us to uh, take down the sign and for us to, you know, remove our pigs from our property and uh, and uh, and then uh, probably after a couple of weeks after we didn't do anything <laughs> that we just left the signs up and that you know the. The media attention didn't fade uh, or didn't change anything. Then they decided that uh, that they, what they would do is change their tactics. They 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 started saying in the news that uh, oh uh, uh, that doesn't bother us. The uh, matter of fact, we think we'll start going to the pig races ourselves. You know, huh. so so uh, so I think they thought that uh, they would they would bluff us and make us think that uh, they were going to come to our pig races. I and they, the music. <laughs> they never did, of course. Uh, actually, I'll tell you after this last break. Okay. <laughs> we'll all be curious to know. My guest today is Craig Baker. Um, we're talking about uh, the threat to his land. It's not just to his land, but apparently to property rights and American values. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Whether by choice or by circumstance, the statistics of the effects of missing fathers and the impact on our children, our neighborhoods, and our communities is staggering. How can we interrupt this pattern of violence, gang activity, drug use, and sexual activity among our fatherless children? On Changing a Generation, with author, inspirational speaker, life coach, and host, Terrence Wilson, 
The focus is on elevating the mindset of this current generation by unveiling viewpoints that inspire people to reach for their dreams. Terrence and his guests reveal how building family relationships, becoming an entrepreneur, and living a Christian life develops future leaders in the next generation of children. Changing a Generation with Terrence Wilson broadcasts each Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Changing a Generation, bringing a message of deliverance to the fatherless on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy to understand tools and tips with his weekly guest jim draws from successes with professionals college high school and youth teams coaches and players learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure tension and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with championship thinking every tuesday at 4 p.m pacific time right here on america's voice voice america VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Craig Baker, talking about pig races on his land. You know, it's... It's it's on your land too that you're obviously smelling all of that and and being affected by that, but um, but it's your way of taking a stand. Before the break, you were starting to uh, we were you left us on a uh, cliff um, as to whether or not your Muslim neighbors attended your pig races. Uh, yes, that's true. Actually, uh, at the, I think not the very last one, but the one before that, uh, at the, there was a uh, Muslim. Pol- Politician who asked to come to the uh, to the race, and of course I invited him to come and speak. And he, we gave him the microphone, and and he spoke for about five minutes. And uh, and then after that, he asked me would I be willing to uh, ask uh, Dr. Futa to come over. And I said sure, bring him over. And uh, he called, and Dr. Futa came over, and we talked for a few minutes, and he shook my hand, and he told me that he was sorry, you know, and and uh, that. He was sorry that he, you know, had called me a liar, and I said that's fine, and uh, I accept your apology. But uh, I want you to say it, you know, either to the news or, or you know, you know, you need to say it publicly, not just to me, because because uh, nobody else is going to, you know, know it other than me. Right. And uh, he said, Oh no, I can't do that. I'm a Muslim man. I said, What does that have to do with anything? And he said, I'm a Muslim. And I said, well, What does that have to do with? anything the price of gold in china and uh, he was like i'm a muslim i have pride and i said what has what what does having pride have to do with saying you're sorry to me you know in the you know in the paper or or at least you know saying it you know to uh at least to the kd times or or to the houston chronicle and uh, he said no i can't do that and i said okay well whatever and then he said well 
let's have coffee next week. And I said, okay, let's have coffee next week. And uh, so we set up a, a scheduled date to have coffee the following week. And uh, and then, of course, the, the day that we were supposed to go and have coffee, uh, he called about uh, an hour before and said that something had come up and, and that he couldn't make it. So that was the last I've talked to him. So hmm. anyhow. And and where um, now? Uh, where do things stand as far as whether their plans to expand? Um, I have no idea because uh, every time they've tried to talk to our other neighbors, uh, I've had I have some other neighbors uh, that have subdivisions around here. All of them are trying to fight the Muslims from uh, coming in and and building a mosque because. Every time a mosque goes in around here in the Houston area for the first year, when a mosque goes in, uh, the price of the, or the value of property uh, drops about 20, 25% during mm-hmm. the first year of the construction. And uh, uh, the price, you know, the value of the homes. And, uh, and so what usually happens is, is then, you know, people leave the area and then, uh, a lot of Middle Easterners wind up buying, you know, homes, and I mean, there's whole subdivisions that are, you know, usually bought up by, you know, Middle Easterners when a mosque goes in. So, and um, and um, what about have people mentioned being concerned about eminent domain, about um, you know the new Supreme Court court law that allows um, uh, certain. Property to be taken from homeowners for certain reasons. Are, are people concerned that maybe um, sympathizers will get into positions of power and then will decide that um, it's better for the community to, or, or somehow they have the right to take your property away? Has that come up? Um, not to my knowledge, but you know, they, there's been a lot of different committees that have been formed by these uh, subdivisions. They actually tried to uh, get me to uh, be, they wanted to file a lawsuit and use me as one of their claimants, but I told them that uh, I really didn't want to be a part of it simply because I didn't want to, you know, be drugged through the mud for a couple years through a lawsuit, but anyhow. And so, okay, so you're continuing to have these pig races. The next one is April 20th. Um, we'll give out your website at the end so people can find out more about that. You've had between, you said uh, you've had six of them so far. There were 300 and 400, and then now it's been about 500 people at each pig race. And what are you doing with the money that you, uh, do people pay to? Yes. Y- y- this is a, uh, you're, you're. Well, you, it's not a money maker because, uh, you know, we have to, you know, uh, rent the bleachers and rent the lights and and the cops and all that jazz. So it breaks even. Yeah, it usually breaks even. If we're lucky, it breaks even. But you know, then we also we we're buying T-shirts and stuff like that. And you know, if we make money off the T-shirts, then I'm going to give the money to charity. But uh, they can people can order the T-shirts off the website. Okay. And so, um, York, York, I know you've been on lots of television and radio shows, and you're trying to bring out your message, and there's going to be a documentary made about all this. And what, um, since our, we're just about over in terms of time, what would be the message that you would like people, why are you, you know, this is taking a lot of time and effort and some money from you. Um, why, 
What is the message that you want to get out? I just want people to be willing to take a stand, you know, because, uh, I mean, it's just, that's basically it, just to take a stand, be willing to take a stand, stand up for your own rights, you know. Don't let people bulldoze you, you know. Literally. <laughs> Not to bulldoze your land out from under you. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I gather that you've you've gotten a lot of, uh, attention, people contacting you from all over, and what kind of, on the whole, what kind of reaction have you been getting? Oh, it's it's a couple hundred to one negative. I mean, uh, the the biggest surprise of all is is the uh, overwhelming uh, positive response from France. Hmm. Uh, I am just blown away by. Uh, I've gotten so many um, cards and letters and emails from France. It's just unbelievable. Actually, thousands and thousands of of emails from France and cards and letters. I've sold T-shirts and stuff to France. It's just overwhelming. uh, Well, that's very interesting. And and I I guess, and what do they say? uh, A lot of them, I can't even read them, but... uh, (laughs) But... but, uh, I mean, what's the general, what are they generally saying? Why do they feel so strongly about this? Because, uh, I guess because uh, many years ago they they were very sympathetic to the Muslims uh, coming into their country, and uh, I think that uh, little by little they, they let the Muslims get away with little this and a little that, and uh, now that the Muslims got uh, a little bit more power, a little bit more, you know, uh, and now the the Muslims uh, have all these new rights, and uh, and uh, they're saying don't let that same thing happen to the USA. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, they're saying that uh, you will be sorry. Uh, uh, you know, wake up and uh, before it's too late. Mm. And uh, there's a, a wonderful, wonderful book that one of the best books that I ever read in my life. I read forty or fifty books a year. And uh, it's because they hate, and it's by a lady named uh, Bridget Gabrielle. Yes. And uh, I highly recommend it to anybody. And so also, when you have a chance, be sure to send them to my website. Yes, okay. Why don't you you give out the address of your web address? www.americanpigrace.com. Okay, www.americanpigrace.com. Yes. And, um, yes, I would direct people. I think, you know, I think it's good that people have had a chance to hear you um, and to realize that this really isn't um, about, you know, it's not that you're a racist redneck, but that um, this is sort of, you know, this is one spot where this is... uh, happening now, but the threat is out there uh, all over, really, and it is good that you're taking a stand, because you are putting yourself in jeopardy, but obviously, um, if we all don't take stands um, in protecting our own property, um, it can well be taken away from us, uh, especially now with, with everybody being politically correct. Um, I mean, that isn't to say that, uh, again, to repeat, not all Muslims are terrorists, but at the same time, this country has gotten too politically correct, not only in regard to Muslims, but in regard to uh, so many things that we really have stopped taking a stand just for our own 
rights, and, and um, we're always apologizing, <laughs> always feeling guilty and, and apologizing, and, and uh, we need to, you know, really ask whether we're doing something wrong or not, and the answer is no in most cases. Certainly, if one's family has lived in a neighborhood, in an area for 200 years, you shouldn't be made to move. That's the bottom line. Um, so, Craig, I wish you well, and uh, I think it is good that you are taking a stand. It'll be interesting to see the documentary that's made about this, and um, I, I just wish you well with it. And it would be ideally, it would be nice if this could all end peacefully. But I'm not sure how that's going to happen if they're still wanting to uh, have 25 acres instead of 11. Thank you. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Um, perhaps uh, you, find this, you found this show <laughs> to be one of the more controversial that I've had on Dr. Carol's Couch, but that's okay because one of my aims is to make you think and to take whatever action it is that you feel right about taking, but you should at least know what's going on uh, in this country and all over the world. So thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And again, I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.